Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Damn right, funk. You know, when that intro comes in, man, I feel like I'm here representing like a legacy of Jive motherfucker. Let me tell you. know what? Pause. Let me back myself up for a second. About to get that vitriol because I'm amped about the show. We got so much stuff. We got good stuff. We got mediocre stuff. We got bad stuff. We got sad stuff. We got stuff all around. And to top it all off, a sprinkling of Aresia. That's serious. This is sprinkling. This is just a dab. Yeah, just the dab. Touch. Just a taste. Just a taste for him. <laughs> yeah. Want to give him too much? The first taste is free, you know. Nah. All right. But now that voice. The devil gives right the there. first one for free, my friend. That right there, <laughs> preaching. From what I hear. Preaching, my brother. It's the voice, the mouth from the south. <laughs> I'm <a> black Adam <laughs> Willis. It's the first time you lied to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the vo- it's the voice from the north, my friend. But anyways, how you doing, Pat? I'm not bad. What's going on, man? I'm okay. Just you know, looking at our news and I'm like, dude. Why does the trend continue? Wh- well, yeah, no, we'll get into that in a minute. I don't want to bring people down. Just to I mean, you, you got to stop asking that question, man. We got to stop asking a question months ago. Do, man. I mean, that's how it is, what I though. I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a line step. I want to make sure people are uncomfortable. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been uncom- <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable for a while. But yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're not alone getting those chuckles in the background. Look right next to you and see my homeboy, Dirty mm. D. What's up, fellas? Back once again. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, my man. This dude's like, you know, making full appearances after his Finally. Life, so welcome. Yeah, life was like, hey, you can relax now. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to see my friends now. Well, glad you could finally make some time for us, brother. Much appreciated. Right, right, Much right. appreciated. Thanks for having me back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And right next to you is the amazing and talented, always badass and well-informed Jessica Scary. Aw. Badass? <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing I've been called. Uh, you sure? I'm touched. Really? I've been called. <laughs> You've been called things, cool but like insults. the badass is a been cool insults. Uh, I got you. Okay, I got well, you. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it G-rated. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, welcome back there. to the show. Thank you for coming on. Oh, Absolutely. thank you guys for yeah, having yeah. me. Of course. You're welcome. Yeah. We're tapping on baggage here of all kinds on the Geek Down. I'm going to unpack. Actually, this is your first time on the Geek Down. You are regular to EMF audiences, but this is your first time here partying with us. We had we had like a timeshare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got to watch you guys from the other room. Yeah, and I got I got was Alice Cooper's yeah, Alice uh, Cooper fake body right here next to me too. You know what I mean? So apparently he's trying to pirate down, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn him back around. Oh, Alice is here. Yeah, that's uh, right. Alice yeah. here on hiatus <laughs> from his concert in uh, Aurora, Illinois. Uh huh. Really well, okay. Which, of course, for our uninformed listeners, means this is Algonquin for the good land. The good yeah. land. <laughs> we old, so we old. Really well, okay. All right, man, All right. right very diligent in his work. Yeah. His yeah. So I'm gonna hand over the little mini tripod to see if that'll help. But I'm talking, of course, about just Johnny. Yep. That guy. And in the booth, that handsome devil keeping us sounding crisp, amazing, and delicious every week. DJ Herbie Herb. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, I have no idea what that was. Salutations. <laughs> uh, good to meet you, babe. Um, now, we have an awesome action-packed show for you, but first we've got to get the hard stuff out of the way because, unfortunately, man, we're going to start off with some bad news. We yeah. talked uh, extensively last year about the uh, trial of Superfly Wrestling Jimmy Superstar. Snooker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Superfly Jimmy Snooker, yeah. Um, the story yeah, we is, talked about it a while. I know you, you, you broke it down for us and everything like yeah, that. So, yeah, the whole thing is... Um, Hall of Fame wrestler, Superfly Jimmy Snooker, idol of mine and Adam's. Yes. You know, bane of Derek's existence because he couldn't yes. quite get that one move <laughs> down correctly. He couldn't no, quite no. spread it out he the way he wanted to. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But talk, like, talk the champion of the top rope, basically. You know, wrestling, yeah. basically. That, you know, uh, brown people actually can. You know, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, You're not wrong. The story, <laughs> the story is, though, um, that. Uh, a 32-year-old cold case was reopened involving the death of his ex-girlfriend back in 1983, 84? Yeah, 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 something yeah, like that, Yeah, back in the, right. uh, the early to mid-80s. And this was uh, a long time thought to be an uh, a, um, accidental death situation where Sno- uh, Snooker was just in the house. He was just there. We're just there, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then it uh, became he was maybe involved in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. His, uh, her family pushed for them to reopen the case with new forensic technology available to us, and they ran like the CSI, you know, semen kid under the lampshade or whatever yeah. they do, and they found that uh, evidence pointed to him actually being responsible for her death. Yeah, so this was uh, an ongoing investigation for a while. Yeah, this was raw. Dude. And then just a few weeks ago like that, it was like it was a closed case. Mm-hmm. They were done, and then he 
passed away just days after, yeah. right? Well, that's how, that's how it was. It wasn't. Was it was? was did well, they close it out and then he passed away? Or well, they it closed like, it out because they deemed him mentally unfit right. to remain in okay. prison. So he's yeah. been in prison uh, since back then to now. Well, to okay. uh, about twelve days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he's actually been hospitalized right after that so for dementia. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what, people was don't know that that's he was. That's gotta be nuts being in prison with dementia. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know how that was. He could have been. could have been in Disneyland fun. every day. It was salvia, just like me. It's like me. But and the my, thing is, like I remember is. hearing it, I was like, God, damn, that's, a, that's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? That's a serious case. You know no, what I mean? That's and that's a up, that's a serious story. You know what I mean? And like well, he was, he, he was uh, proved incompetent to like uh, being court and all that stuff, and incompetent too. How messed too. up is I'm, that though? I'm, that's the reason they released you from prison because right. you're not mentally. I'm pretty sure that you're not mentally reopening the cold case didn't help the situation at all. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I got to wonder about his mental health back then. We're talking about just a year ago, right? You know, and they put him in jail and then a year later well like, immediately you, know what, you think of it. like like other cases you know what i mean like uh i i obviously the first thing i thought about was like chris benoit and everything oh like that and, and and his case and 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 the murdering of his family and and things like that and you thought of like his finishing move was like off the top rope just slamming his head didn't think yeah, People yeah. Don't and then you and you like think about you're like you know, the, the cause of like you know brain injuries and, and concussions and things like that so it's 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 a serious it's serious stuff and serious things have happened you know what, what I mean? a thing like, to be an occupational hazard but right. head trauma head yeah. head trauma <laughs> yeah you know so like jimmy fight you know jimmy and the slate and the cats and slater man you know what i mean right you gotta, you gotta sign those insurance <laughs> 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 stuff happens man you know it's crazy though they could make him wear or wear helmets you know like dale earnhardt jr could have been a pioneer not just for nascar <laughs> but for wrestling as well and yeah. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna buy tickets. Like, if only cats. he didn't. Yeah, they step exactly. into the ring and then strap in their bike, their bicycle helmets. And, like that's not, that's not how. <laughs> no, that's a little different. Yeah, no, it's crazy, it man. With, like, that's you know, crazy. Shape like the hat. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I remember as a dude who used to ride the motor, the, like the Harley down the ramp into the ring. Yeah. yeah. You think something of anyone who'd be an advocate, an advocate for, um, for like head trauma and like dome safety. Right. Like you know they wouldn't. Would, no, never mind, because his character was the dead man. So yeah. maybe that was yeah, like, yeah. you know, oh, in life, I should have worn my helmet. But now. anyways, like, like everything's kind of catching up, and you're like, what you did for the last 30 years is probably not the best thing for you, yeah. by well, the mean, way. You know, you like, know what I mean? To bring a good point to it, I mean, it's like a very small, light point to it. It's like the average wrestlers, if you notice, have died at like 40, 50, I guess because of occupational hazard. Right. But he was lucky enough to make it to 73. Some of these guys don't even make yeah, it to 45, bro. Yeah, made it with only man. stomach cancer, and, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, I'll try to give a good outlook. And, uh, you know, no, no I, feel, I feel you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I know. I, I do understand that he did make it much longer than a yeah. lot of professional athletes. Plus, do. his daughter's wrestling too, so you know, uh, and his daughter's carrying on the legacy. Yeah. You know, so you know, God willing, you know, she'll actually uh, be able to maintain, have a illustrious career, and hopefully. stay in a relatively good health. Right. Um, the story we're talking about, if you haven't caught on, if you're not a fan or anything, one of the original wrestling superstars, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. One of the old school cats really paved the way for yeah. uh, high flying tactical uh, wrestlers and for uh, minority wrestlers. Yeah. You know? yeah. This wasn't all like, you know, Killer Kowalski, Gorilla Monsoon, and Bobby Brain Heenan. They're not bad guys, but they're like the poster boys for Aryan sports. You know, and uh, Superfly <laughs> Genius Jimmy Snooker was one of the uh, first ethnic dudes to really make it big. He was Polynesian. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Yeah, dude. Um, okay, so the story actually is he was in prison. They let him out of prison, and 12 days later he passed of complications from dementia, from uh, his illness. So he left behind a you know, legacy uh, on his on the uh, the Facebook. Uh, excuse me, on the uh, Twitter feed. Well, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, too, you know what I mean? Like, that, he was he was involved for a long time, you know what I mean? He didn't think he was going to make it past his 60 as well. Yeah, and he said it as, as much as well, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to make it this long you know what i mean i've suffered enough injuries you know what i mean well, so they, it's they like these old them. wrestlers and these old people there's like them been battling for this long mm -hmm. that's just yeah that's what the, that's the reality they come to face at this point in life you know mm -hmm. um, so you know what i mean did any of you get a chance to see like uh to see uh super, super fly wrestle 
Yeah, yes. man. Come on. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, okay, okay, dude, off the top a, rope, man. Like that. Like I'm saying. Like, like, like I said, off the top rope, there's no one dangerous. You know what I mean? Like that. And just mm. that, that spread eagle swan dive he did off the top rope is, is something we still talk about. Mm-hmm. And, 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 time, and it's crazy, man. but it's, yeah. A lot of you fans credit that move to uh, to both Rob Van Dam and Flying Brian. Yeah, yeah. Right. from the 90s era. They don't really, well, they don't acknowledge that this came from like the 80s this is old stuff this uh, is this dude yeah right and he used to wrestle barefoot too you know what i mean yeah that was a gimmick i could never really get behind i'm like yo what what am i doing with this (laughs) kind of sold the polynesian yeah 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 yeah, exactly you know what i mean but yokozuni you know that's that's not always a pretty thing this dude's walking all day on the on them on them bare feet yeah i like how they sold the simone as the asian japanese yeah i'll catch you in the side of the face with that bare foot no he definitely he would he was definitely like the daredevil of his time you know what i mean so it was it was you know it, it was that time you were just trying to get an audience and then you, you know literally you you thought about like the consequences of what you're doing but well, you know what I mean? now we you know i'm just saying like now we now we're thinking about it you know what i mean and it was like a little bit too late perhaps about well at the very you know, least what I, happened i look at it as we can look at it as this is a man who had a uh, storied career and then post-career had kind of a tumultuous life but he left yeah. behind a good legacy at in right. his time he was a pioneer for minority wrestlers a lot of people were able to break through yeah. the most popular wrestler in the world now is a man who is of polynesian descent you know what i'm saying he's some he's not hulk hogan he's not macho man these were awesome dudes he's not the undertaker you know he didn't have like this wild gimmick he was yeah. i'm talking of course about, about dwayne the rock johnson yeah. right who yeah. did uh who was the official um uh the one who officially released the statement of snooker's death the family yeah. asked him specifically to do it yeah and he was a fan he was a friend and he was right. Uh, I think he's, he's kind of come, become the face from. of like you know wrestling, anyways, and like releasing this sort of information. But yeah, well, better him than the boogeyman, yeah, or, or gold dust, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. He uh, was big. I, know, I do sure. like what Macho Man was the was the uh, epitome of professional wrestling because that's that's an image. You Did he sleep by. with Stephanie though? Uh, <laughs> Damn, is, that the, is that is like that is that what happened? I'm going to the generational gap prevented that. I'm going to hope the generational gap prevented that. Like okay, okay, great. Man, <laughs> You're in, hoping like, that yeah, yeah, no one brings that up here when uh, we're talking. We've officially made this the most uh, respectful obituary we've given on the show. Right. <laughs> but right, so. yeah, 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 who knows? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. He was he he was big, but. He had a he had a checkered past as well, so who knows what happens. Yeah, people have demons, but hopefully, you know, you can put them all to rest now. All right. All right. Uh, superstar Jimmy, Superfly Jimmy Snooker, wrestling superstar, rest in peace, sir. And if you didn't try to do this over your like your bunk bed, then you were doing it wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like everyone tried to be Jimmy Superfly Snooker. You know what I mean? Everyone tried to everyone tried to swan dive off their the, the upper bunk. You know what I mean? So respect to him, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was a big fan. I was a kid, absolutely. All right, next news story. I'm not the Chris Brown one. Next news story. Pakistani <laughs> singer uh, Atif Aslam stops uh, his concert uh, to save a girl from molestation. Now, I like this mm-hmm. one. This one isn't really like, you know, for him. geek and direct entertainment news, but this is this was some stuff that happened I thought we should call attention to. Now, midway into his performance, Aslam saw a girl in the audience being sexually harassed by a gang of dudes. Uh, she, he spotlighted the group, stopped the show, walked over to them, and over the microphone, so he just you know put the shine on. Him. Yeah, yeah. Over the microphone, asked him, "Have you ever seen this girl before? Mm. You know, your mother could be here. Your sister could be right here." Yeah. You know, he called them out and just basically shamed. Just flat out called them out like, "This is yeah, what's yeah. going on, right?" Mm-hmm. I love no. how he did that, and I love the immediately re- like immediately going. What if your mom was watching this? Would you be behaving right. this way if your mother could see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you respond if this was the case? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Uh, I feel like I'd shrink. I'd be you like, think he would lose? <laughs> right, so you know, not not even just a random question, but you think he would lose a fan base as a result of his actions? Yes, I think he would. Just for, yeah. just, just for where he's at in the region, et cetera, and just the, the you know the economy. No, because I, I've yet to find a, con- uh, a country that openly sa- that sanctions like you know direct uh, public molestation. Even if it's one of those, well, yeah. the man is always right and the woman is always one of those type areas. Uh, it's not like apropos. It's not culturally accepted. Yeah. Just like walk up and harass people. You know, right. if you're in like a bad neighborhood and there's gangs and stuff behind closed doors and alleyways and stuff, that's why that stuff happens behind yeah. closed doors and in alleyways because you're on an open street. You know, that's still not accepted, even that's messed up as it is and messed up as some places are. Yeah. And I'm glad that this dude uh, took that initiative to be like, yeah. you know, he didn't just like take security and stuff like that. He stopped the show. He's like, I'm not just going to handle the situation. I'm going to publicly address 
the situation. Make sure yeah, these dudes yeah, face yeah. the scene. Yeah, it was know. pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about your teachable moment. By yeah, the way, this exactly. guy's a perv. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping he'd walk up. So, feel like a big man? Yeah. And like, go ahead, hit me back. And security just like, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. What? I don't, I'm not even trying to find out. That I, all I can see is like a Bollywood movie scene right there. Just like multiple 50 kicks to the face. Oh, it's over. Yeah, Then what would have happened is he'd have been like, he'd have extended his foot off the stage, kicked like each one of the dudes in the face, but never stopped playing the piano. Never stopped playing. And I swear to God, there's a scene like that somewhere in the Bollywood movie. Oh, I guarantee it. Those movies are intense, yeah. He's just like, he sees something over there. Like, mm, it goes like you know narrows on the eyes, and then he's like well, whips his pompadour or something over there, and then Mike's just like <laughs> whip the ponytail like bow. Like good down. for him yeah. though, man. That's awesome to speak out and step up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how wrapped up is once everyone was focused on the harassers, he called security to throw them out, so they were publicly tossed out and shamed. Mm-hmm. He then brought the girl on stage so she could safely watch the uh, rest of the show, and then just continued like nothing happened. And who's the guy again? Uh, this is a thief. Aslam, he's a uh, Pakistani singer. Okay. Perform. You don't get a lot of. You those. know his stuff. You know his stuff, stuff, man. I can't say I get uh, too much of the Pakistani <laughs> radio stations. So yeah, 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 yeah. On my particular feed. You're saying like I heard him before. Well, like, my, pack, my 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 uh, my Spotify isn't that very. <laughs> I think I'm that diverse. Uh, it's not your phone, brother. Well, I'm just saying. Phone. Wait, hey, man. When I can go nerdcore Polynesian mm-hmm. poker. You know, I think I think I've done my <laughs> when you day think so, yeah, yeah, I hear you. you know, so I don't know. As a as a concert going chick, mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciate that. Seriously. Like, there's there's so many people who have been in that situation who like they they don't have anybody to turn to, so they just leave. They're like, these right. people are making me uncomfortable. It's time for me to go home because it's no longer safe for me to be here. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me at punk shows, you know, where I'm like, all right, it's time to go home. I'm getting stalked through the bar. <laughs> That's why I'm yeah, a big yeah, fan yeah. of tasers. Man. Right? I need right a there. taser. Yeah, right but in the nutsack. The fact boom, that he, he did, they couldn't even leave because now all eyes are on them. Right. So now they're stuck until security comes. That's and then awesome. how much you want to bet security took them in the back and just like, you know, wailed on their kidneys for a little bit? Just a good one. I, gotta hope I, just, I, I just want to see when he gets home to his dad or something. Yes. You have shamed the family. Yeah, public. <laughs> All right, okay. We just got to click no! on the line. We have <laughs> Alice Cooper no, 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 comes out Alice just like... <laughs> Amy, will you please tell Adam not to molest Alice Cooper? Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. 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 Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. We have Amy McCobb hey, uh, on the line, correspondent and sick as a dog. Yeah, I uh, decided to keep my typhoid Mary to myself, so I'm calling in to be the voice of God to tell you to stop harassing Alice Cooper. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. He's sitting next to us. He's fine. He's all right. And we appreciate both of those things. Oh. Yeah, I figured I had a really good time at Aresia, but that I should also kind of keep the internal party to myself. It sounds like you got the worst con souvenir. The sick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not the like sickening. their photo booth pictures are any good, but... <laughs> All right, so, okay, so Amy threw phlegm, flo- phlegm floated, phlegm, flo- Amy is very sick, uh, but they've <laughs> called in to let us know uh, the lowdown information on two games, actually. Yeah, uh, really gonna- important games. Okay, what do you got for us? Lay on. So uh, the first game I want to talk about uh, was actually surprisingly fun uh, for a genre I don't tend to enjoy. It's called Force of Nature. It's a sandbox game available on Steam. The developer for that is... A-Y-S-T-D. It's a group that does different types of sandbox games. It reminds me a lot of Minecraft. If Minecraft looked like The Sims. Oh, okay. Okay, that sounds very stilted so and Microsoft it, Paint-ish. It's, uh, <laughs> I would actually well, it play looks, that. It looks though. better than that. It looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, I would say one of my only negatives is that there's a fixed camera angle from overhead. But what the game is, is that it's like action, adventure, RPG, strategy, kind of all together. It has kind of Harvest Moon elements where you want to make like your own little farm. You want to make a life for yourself in this open world. And there's good monsters, bad monsters, you know, good animals, bad animals. One time I built a nice little farm and then goblins showed up in the middle of the night and just wrecked my farm. Oh, Wait, nice. so it's a, it's a fantasy game. I was getting like it was, it was more of a farm simulator. It's a- fantasy game slash farm simulator because you can go for a while maintaining a farm and you know pay, uh, feeding your cows feeding your pigs uh, you know going fishing going hunting depending on you could set up on a beach you could set up in the forest you could do all kinds of different places uh, you 
there's really a lot of stuff that you can do. You want to get resources to, you know, uh, build a crafting table so that you can make weapons, so that you can hunt. Everything is very similar to Minecraft in that way, but then it has a lot more RPG and, punch you in the head. and then the orcs come in at night, so it has this interesting element of, you know, uh, I figured out that if I put fire pits all around my little farm area, they wouldn't come at night. Like, it just has this interesting kind of puzzle nature to it almost. No, it does. Does it give you like a tutorial? Like, did you, did it you have had to a figure out? tutorial. Okay. Not going to lie. I had to definitely do a little bit of digging online. Not bad. And again, that camera angle gets a little tedious where there's just this overhead camera angle. You cannot change it. It is a fixed camera. Yeah. But the world is really expansive. I set up a little log cabin kind of thing in the woods at one point, And then another time I did it in like a really snowy area. And I was thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do like, you know, fur trapping or something. And then an abominable snowman came and kicked over my house. Well, because you're hunting his, his like his kids and using them for pelts to sell at the market. I mean, I can, I'd be pissed yep. too. Yep. Look yep. at that. Just because I am homo superior, does that mean <laughs> that <laughs> show up uh, and kick over my house? Just because, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, here, here's, here's my game. question, because you mentioned you laid out, like, fire pits for defense. Can yeah. you, if you, get, if you get to a certain point in this game, uh, I mean, there's just, you know, resource building and such, but can you, once you start being attacked more heavily uh, by these orcs and abdominal snowmen and the like, um, can you, like, start going all uh, surviving the game on them and you setting up traps? outside your yeah. home and you're basically hunting yeah. these orcs yeah as far as i can tell because i nice. trapped one of them and i was able to use its materials there was a magma dude i, can't, I don't know how to explain it better like a the opposite of an abominable snowman a the you know, abominable heat guy yeah the uh ab- ab- abdominal <laughs> snowman as i call him he's known for having the coldest abs yeah yeah, yeah. This, is his, this is his buddy the heat miser showed up one day oh so, yeah that's right that guy interesting game had that nose now i'm sad the guy that voiced it that they based it on actually passed away recently hey, but hey, uh, do, do, uh now did you interact with other players I, I, is this like no a there silly... are no other players so so, so it's, it's just your just world you it's okay. just your world okay and that's something else i found very interesting so many games these days are very uh you know mmorpgs etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera, even two players this is just your little world you're making your own world it's called force of nature and it's kind of like i said Weird Cross, Harvest Moon, Minecraft, you know, yeah. you have your, your inventory, you try to build things, you want to feed your rooster, you better grow grain. But at the same time, like I said, you know, goblins might show up. So it's just, my problem with the game, I think, is it loses its focus. It doesn't quite know what it wants to be. Does it stay fresh, though, throughout, you know, even as far as you get? Does it, Here's the thing. Is it just goblins or do you, you get, and, and an abominable snowman, or is it, you know, different variations of the fantasy yeah, at world? At some point, you're fighting a unicorn with uh, rats. <laughs> The the higher Unicorn. level you get, it gets to be really grindy. Okay, grindy? okay, grindy. Like like a lot of grinding, a lot yeah. of like, all oh, right, okay, I gotta right. kill. I love just setting traps and, and killing things in games. Not gonna lie, it's how I vent some frustration. I do this a lot. I play Lord of the Rings online, and I'll yeah, just win turbine or now low turbine points a lot by just killing things. Yeah. But uh, the only achievement I unlock for this game is I killed a thousand goblins and got a little sticker thing for my steam which says goblin threat that so that's my little... only accomplishment in this game yeah that sounds kind of kind of, sounds like kind of a jip for a thousand yeah damn that's okay. kind of the, that's kind of the negative of this game it's you're, you're playing it more for your own personal enjoyment all right well, the then second game recommend... i played though oh okay well, I was, well quick, quick well, would you recommend uh, i do recommend this game if you're someone like me mm-hmm. that loves the world building aspect yeah, exactly that kind of imbues the game with your own kind of elements thinking like your backstory you know making this game almost like a tool for your own imagination mm-hmm. it's a really interesting game because like i said you could do everything from i built a log cabin in the woods and tried to get like a little ecosystem going or i was doing a little hunting and trapping in the snowy area there's a lot of stuff to do but the higher exactly but the higher your character gets the more repetitive it is you know once i started wanting to maintain a farm much like maintaining a real farm i had to do all of the tasks for it every day cycle okay. and it just gets very repetitive like they kind of didn't think it like it's more exciting to keep setting up new scenarios and continue on mm-hmm. all right well. the, the second game i played though yes this is this is a life changer i hope you guys are ready <laughs> um, um, um. 
So this is the smash hit follow-up to the game There's Poop in My Soup by Rudder Game. There's poop this in my soup. Yes. Super duper party pooper. I'm going to I'm going to excuse myself for this one, yo. Emoji. <laughs> so this game, you're like this cute little dude with a mustache. He has a little purple mustache and you are in different countries of the world. So you start it in China and then if you succeed enough, you unlock the next one, which was Paris, etc., then Iceland. And first Dishes from that country appear on the screen, and using the keyboard, you have to stick out your enormous frog-like tongue to eat the dishes off the trays, and you have to do it before the tray snapshot. You know those dinner service trays with the lid? Totally. So you want to eat those dumplings, you want to eat those egg rolls, etc. And when you've eaten enough food, then you turn around and stick your butt out, and there are people dancing behind you, and you poop on them. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be a metaphor, but you're you're literally no, you, pooping on the party. You turn around, and you literally shoot out little turds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Just Having the poop party. smack the turds on the people's faces, and if you get enough points, you unlock the next place. As the game goes on, each now I'm assuming that the, harder. I'm assuming that the the fecal face shot is the one that gets you the most points. Of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a prestige <laughs> format game, is what you're saying. Please, what do you take this game for? They yeah. clearly thought for every angle. But something I found that was cute that it, it doesn't actually get that repetitive because each level introduces a new quirk. Okay. For example, on the second level in Paris, little macaroons would like appear on screen, and you'd have to tap a button to eat them, but just at the right moment. And then in the third level in Iceland, it introduced bombs. So every now and then, instead of holding a delicious food for you to eat, there'd be a bomb. And, you know, if you're in the zone and you're just hitting the buttons to eat the food, you might eat a bomb and then it ends the game. Uh, the game doesn't look great. I mean, it's, it's rudimentary. It's cute. Clearly, this is something that they, uh, you know, pooped out, if you will. <laughs> Why? Why? Look, I've made, I'm allowed one pun, okay? Oh, it's not, this you, you, is, no, no, you're allowed pack. infinite puns. No, stop. Please. You stop infinite. right there. No, do not listen Poon. to me. It's actually finite Poon. fecal puns. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's uh, I'm a little glad you didn't really say fun. that you it's ramp up your ammo game. and, and one, in one <laughs> level, the under that tray is corn. Another one under that tray is like five glasses of milk. Go go to town. Another one. There's one that's like the blocks of cheese, and it's the gaseous level instead of like. Yes, I'm going to stop. I'm actually looking at these little guys. They're adorable. Yeah, it's just a really cute little dude with like a mustache and a funny hat. So and then you, eventually turns around and then there's just a big old butt oh. pooping on people. I and mean, he who doesn't really want to poop on people? To do it. Yeah, we, we got the trailer playing right now on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, that's, so yeah, I mean, people can watch along with us. Now, is it the same poop sound or is it different poop sounds for different types of poops? It makes a little bit of a poop sound. It makes it like... <laughs> this is my demonstration for all of it there. This is the most, this is the this most is sophisticated review we've fun. ever done on this show. I know. Thank you so much for entrusting me with this really good game. I would uh, trust something no that one really else. stuck with me is in their press package. I really appreciate the way they describe this game. Have you ever wanted to poop on party goers, but were too socially awkward to just go for it? Well, <laughs> super duper party pooper is about to change it all. In this follow-up to the smash hit "There's Poop in My Soup" by Rudder Games, the player will find themselves in the middle of a raw human story of existential panic. Jesus. <laughs> and then it just goes on to be like, visit exotic locations and poop on everyone. Uh, okay, so Amy Macab with the uh, lowdown on Force of Nature and <laughs> Super Duper nature, Party Pooper. Fun. Force of Nature, very fun if you like world building and you like repetitive grinding. If you're the kind of person that wants to keep doing something new in a game, you will get bored quickly. Uh, and super, super Duper Party, party like Pooper. You can you can play that game in like maybe two hours, get through the whole game. It's pretty rudimentary. It's it's just silly. They clearly made it with a you know tongue in cheek, or at least tongue in the pool. Yes, that's salad tossing. All right, thank you very you much, Amy. Take all the pool. No problem. Thank you. A, a I, I'm not feeling game. well, Great. so I'm going to get right back to uh, you know pooping on some people. There you, you go. Go for it. There I'm going to rush to the to, to I'm going to rush to the store for, for quick relief from a bottle of Rush rush to the toilet. I'm putting the rabbit head on in five minutes. All right, so. thanks a lot, Amy. We're going to let you go. Feel better, okay? Bye, Amy. Bye. Bye. He must take all of the pool. That was Amy Cobb with a very special review. 
Uh, Should I put the right? rabbit heads on? Them? No, don't you dare! Don't you dare. <laughs> it's right there. It's a kangaroo, there. dude. Actually, yeah, what you, know, you know what I keep thinking of uh, that whole time? Remember that that video of um, the uh, that uh, the African propaganda minister? Yes. Who was saying it's evil to be gay? What the gay people do? It's evil for the big gay. When you gay, you eat the poo poo. You eat the poo poo. When the na na. the guy who says that like you get you get the diseases. You get the diseases when you eat the poo poo. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we're not justifying it, this at all. Why would you do this? I thought that all right. was FCC fake regulations the first time like I saw it. All right. Well, on, on a different note, I've got a review for a TV show I got to check yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to switch it up. There you go. Yeah, this one is actually a different take on uh, the Wizard of Oz story. Dorothy uh, and the Wizard of Oz, the Munchkins, Dirt, all that good stuff. Toto. It's called Emerald City. It's yeah. running now on NBC. Uh, first couple episodes are already out. You can catch them on demand. Um, I DVR the sucker. Oh, excuse me. Um, basically, I'm really into the. I'm really into Elseworlds. I've always dug yeah, like yeah. alternate takes on established stories. You know, can they do interesting stuff? Can they do cool stuff with it? You know, I love games that take on that. I love movies, comics, all that stuff. And I thought I'd really dig this show. Unfortunately, so far it's not the case, man. And my main thing is it is boring. Really? Yeah, it starts oh, that's off. So sad. That's I was how gonna, you get I'm it. Just watch right. that. It looks so. The trailers look. Kind of fast paced. The trailers look not? dope, yeah, and they do put a lot of budget in their effects and then costumes and oh, all this stuff and the whole thing. It, it's it's a beautiful show. The problem is in the story. The writing doesn't take advantage of any of the cool stuff that it presents. There, it's not it's not really too much of a spoiler to say that they're kind of painting. Uh, this is the world with lots of witches, not just the East, the West, and and Glinda. Um, so lots of witches exist in this world. The only reason they're not like prominent and running stuff is because the wizard also exists as an actual wizard, and he's outlawed witchcraft. So a lot of the witches that still exist that aren't like the big bold outlaws like the East and West because they yeah. have so much power, they can just be like you know yeah what uh, I'm Al Capone what you know um, they 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 operate underground and they're painting uh, Dorothy as a witch because this starts off Dorothy is an EMT. And she gets sucked up in this freak tornado. She hides in a police car. And she lands on a woman. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I've hurt somebody. I got to go check out from the back seat. What was this? I didn't look in the back in the car when I jumped into it. It's not just a police car. It's a canine unit. That's where they introduced Toto. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. these are interesting so ideas. Toto's a yo. German <laughs> Shepherd. Yeah, <laughs> yo, awesome. Toto's bad. Toto's an attack dog. Toto, Toto's, Toto's, Toto's no all joke. Right, right. And I'm like, these are awesome ideas. I can't wait to get into the meat of this. And they're painting Dorothy as like another wiz- another uh, witch, because she knows, you know, how yeah. to heal. She knows medicine. You know, she knows how to make, con- you know, uh, 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 concoctions that'll heal and you know, compresses and stuff. So this to them is witchcraft. So she's like this new witch. And they're like, only a witch can kill a witch. That's why you killed so and so. I'm like, promise, oh, this actually. is dope stuff. All this was really exciting. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. This happened in the first 10 minutes of the first episode. I'm like, yo, I'm all in. Let's go. And then you get drug out into the most boring, like, dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then she's wandering around. It becomes like Dorothy in the first 10 minutes was just, yo, I know my stuff. I'm not just going to die like a sucker out here. You know, okay, tornado, let me get in this car, have a little bit of defense. I might still die, but I tried. You know, stuff, this dog, I tamed him. He was trying to eat my ass. And it was like all this good stuff going on. <laughs> and then we finally get to Oz, and I'm like, now it's about to get real. They have very interesting takes on the characters. You know, the uh, witches aren't just these three random suburban, <laughs> my pretty. You know, um, the Wicked Witch of the East, this badass sister, looks like Grace Jones with a bald head. <laughs> and yeah, no, and she's fierce. You know, and she's got like all these traps, like the people respect and fear her, mostly fear. I'm like, yo, these are interesting takes. The munchkins aren't like these little goofy people in the town. The munchkins are a tribe of warriors, you know, but they're like stuck in the dark ages where to them, the witches aren't just witches, they're gods. You know, so they're fierce, they're formidable, but they're also deathly afraid of these gods because they have powers they don't understand. I'm like, all this should have been amazing. And then the dialogue is just, yo, 40 minute scenes where it's like, there's no mis- there's a misunderstanding. I'm trying to explain, but I can't unexplain because you're not listening. But, you know, basically one solid conversation would have solved like half the problems in every episode so far. And I'm like, I hate when stories do that. You usually see it on like romantic comedies and stuff. And it How many episodes in there? Uh, it's three, it's um, two episodes live and one and uh, three on demand okay so it's still like early on but early on at the very least i shouldn't fall asleep in your second episode yeah, exactly nah, you know nah. like this thing had all you're trying to set world. up the world you know seriously <laughs> yeah. that makes um, me so sad because really i'm i'm actually a big fan of uh just uh wizard of oz mm-hmm. 
like Elseworlds. I love. I actually read the original books when I was a kid. Oh, those are dark, man. And they're really dark, and there's a lot going on. And I like that they kept the wizard as a villain, because yeah. in just about every Rendition iteration, that, it's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a bad dude. From, uh, blown away in a hot air balloon. I'm here. Like yeah, even shocking. even in the new one with James Franco, he's a scoundrel. He's a DB. I'm a scoundrel. Yeah, kind of a uh, that one wasn't bad. You saw it with um, Mila, not Mila. Um, with um, yeah, no, no she was Mila Kunis. A, yeah, Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that. But, and there was, like, there was there was Tin Man a couple of years ago that was all right. Tin Man was Tin Man was. Tedious. I think that was like caught up in the James Franco. Like I'm trying to remake everything that was good. It's definitely. It's my definitely question for Emerald part. City was, um, I, I, you know. I've seen a couple of renditions and iterations of the, of the Wizard of Oz world, etc. But mm-hmm. like, how much how much source material do you think they have to work with? Because I just they think have the story is so little. It's like so I think the story is tight, familiar. man. So I don't know how many seasons this thing is going to last. Well, I don't keep want it to mind, be like we're red. familiar with the we're familiar with the standard Wizard of Oz story, which is Dorothy lands in Oz. Yeah, yeah. She you know there's, there's, there's like yellow the, big there's road. Like three books total, right? No, there's like thirteen books. Oh, I think there's way okay, more than three. The Adventures in Oz. There's a shitload, but like does does your does yours qualify? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? a like lot of it is interesting that, stuff, like, mostly for enthusiasts. The story runs deep, but you have to be into the story. If you're not right. really like digging it, it's, it's like. Just but be if more you didn't dig any dialogue. deeper, and you, you're not like providing anything new, you know what I mean? Then, then well, what this, is already out there? Then what's the? Well, point? this actually had the promise of providing a lot of new yeah. stuff. I like the way they did the, the yellow brick road. It's not a yellow brick road. It's just a long string of poppy plants. Also, not to cut you off, but, um, you know, how, the, the setting. What's the setting in this? Is this like a dystopian future? Or is this like the Wizard of Oz setting? It's in Oz, this world that's kind of like a hodgepodge of different environments. Like okay, I said, okay, the, yeah. um, the yellow yeah, brick yeah. road is... Um, it's not quite jungle, not quite woods. It's more like an endless street uh, 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 connection of, of grassland that connects these different parties. But where like okay. Munchkin live, that's not like this little you know Willy Wonka looking like town. Yeah. That's um, a village in the woods where she landed. You know, uh, they, they like they live prehist- not prehistorically, but like medievally. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And then out, and then once they leave there, like you see where the wizard lives. The wizard lives in this huge freaking yes. palace. You know, you see where the witches, uh, where the witches, uh, 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 well, occupy. You know, they're, um, I guess, they're they're fiefdoms. You they know, and them. and yeah, and they have uh, and they have castles, they have lavish houses. You know, yeah. so it's like all this doesn't tie into one specific type of environment. And right. I like what they're doing with, um, like, okay, the scarecrow. Uh, I'm not sure if this is definitive because no, they, may, it, they may want to introduce more characters down the line, but it seemed like he was. Yeah, no, but that's uh, one story. He's taken many s- different stories too, and like. Oh, absolutely, but um, them to his own. I'm hoping they use the breadth of the uh, Wizard of Oz universe and really incorporate okay. some of the outside stories. They don't yeah. just stick to the main one. They'll probably have to get it's, uh, so Dorothy far. To, is it just like the Dorothy story arc? So far, there? it's just the Dorothy story arc. That's one of the. That's one of my beefs with it. I mean, I understand that's what they. That's what they need to do, like right off the bat. Yeah, it's catching the audience. Yeah. But be interesting with it. You've got like so many good points. It's like being given all this good stuff and then having it written by the retarded kid in the back of the class. You know what I mean? I know it's not easy to say, but that's what I'm getting here. But that's how it goes, yeah, yeah. The Scarecrow being a conglomeration of all three characters, that's dope. It's And there's reason for Like, it starts off, he's like a hurt soldier. That's why he's all wobbly, you know, to begin with. You know, she founds him, uh, finds him when he's crucified. That's like some Caesar's uh, Legion from Fallout yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. yeah, and and then you know she finds he's got a he's got a pass and this ill ass sword. Anybody, that was anybody we feet. know who's uh, playing the scarecrow? These like uh, familiar actors. Uh, there's a couple of familiar faces, but no names that I recall offhand. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of bugged me because I'm like, uh, oh, I know actually, that person no, from this show. I like that though because <laughs> you know you know some of those guys might have like a breakthrough role. I, I, I love TV actors, man. Some, some some of those guys put in a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and um. Underappreciated a lot. Well, if this does pick up, it will be some stuff. I'm hoping they extend, they expand the uh, the mythos and really take advantage of it. Yeah, the, of yeah the, nobody's nobody's really done that. Like, if you think about uh, the couple iterations we were talking about, mm-hmm. no one's gone into like the missing princess Ozma or or yeah. the other the other books behind it. But I've got a question before we leave this for you guys. Yeah, there are so many different iterations, and you were saying that you'd seen. What are you guys' favorite iterations of Wizard of Oz? Because mine's the Wiz. Um, the, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. I just when when the Tin Man was crying on him, mm. and trying to get the tears on him and bring him back to life, uh, I was kind of turned off. You can't go wrong with Nipsey Russell, man. I'm just right, right, right. I'm, right. I, I don't um, know. I'm a fan of the classic I, only because yeah. uh, my son loves the classic. He yeah. watches it with his grandmother, and the classic was just. It's good. I don't mess up. with Those the original sometimes. You know what I mean? It is yeah. great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, shout out to the uh, guy who committed suicide. 
in the background on the closet. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought okay, that, that was a, that's, that's, that's a myth. Uh, yeah, that was it was debunked, uh, like but what it are you looks trying to just do like he's about trying to do it. You know what I mean? Well, like if that. that's the case, shout out to Pink Floyd. Shout out to good music, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Herb, we're not leaving you all. You got a favorite version? The Futurama episode. Yes! Nice! Not bad. Herb, my man, right there. Absolutely. Futurama episode. 80s, 90s. There was a Saturday morning cartoon show that went beyond the story and basically was if Dorothy had the shows and the ability to travel back and forth, I guess, Lydia and Beetlejuice style to go back to Oz whenever she wanted. And she just went there and continued on having adventures. And some of them were taken from the books. Remember that actually? It was dope, man. Like my favorite episode was the one where um, uh, the lion lost his roar. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to this like dark ass forest. Like I yep. remember this. What yeah, was the? It was uh, good. They had to go to this dark ass forest where like he had NBC, to shout in different right? caves. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, when they still ran cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's shouting in these caves, and he'd be like, uh, "He lost his roar," so he's like, ah! "Yeah, yeah." What and was it, the trauma one back. though? That was dope. Though. Yeah, all he had to yeah. do was like inhale as like the cave roared back at him. He was trying different ones, and it's just like. Ah, and yeah, come back yeah. like a train horn. Like, no, that one. You know, uh, was oh yeah, yeah. I um, think you're okay, right, but that's me. All right. Oh, uh, I don't think we'll have time to get the Jackie, but Adam, you want to save that for next week? Bust it up. I got it, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, solid. We are going to lay into um, Oresia. This is a uh, sci-fi convention that comes to the Boston area every year. Um, frequent by a lot of people. This was actually my first time. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. A version, man. They uh, they uh, they win no lubrication. So we've got in house a couple of. Uh, you can they you do get that, a special. Get, you get like usually they give them to babies. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not getting the baby. Still, ribbon. Still, not there, there are plenty of adults who have them. It's like a little pink or purple ribbon that says yeah. "My First Arisha." I still have mine. I did my uh, my first one was last year. I say that because I didn't get one. This was like my my third or fourth Arisha. Oh, you're a vet. I wouldn't say that. Right. <laughs> There's right, no way well, to be a vet. More, more of a vet than some of us in this room. I've been uh, in the trenches. Okay, so for those of so for those of us that are still like plebeian and uninformed, can you let us know? Uh, give us the actual breakdown of what Orisha is. So uh, a lot of other conventions are about waiting in line to meet famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there are a couple of yeah. like bigger names, like they get a couple artists every year, but it's not like you're not going to find John Barrowman. Or like you're not probably not. I was hoping you'd sign my taint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel Jack, like the the biggest part man. of Aresia to a lot of people is the community behind it. Yeah, and a lot of the panels are about community building, yeah. and uh, and true. more about the the fandom and and the fans mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. people to interact. There's there's a lot of uh, cool panels for different things. Some of them are fan specific. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are just about building costumes or. I went. My favorite panel is a Rachel Kinley panel. It's a positive representations of female sexuality in comic books. Nice. That is the name of the panel. Wait, of female sexuality, not just of females. Of female sexuality in okay, comic books, and you, it's you, led you gotta by one example. Come on, you. If you if you recall any. Well, most of it was we were we were crapping on. We, it was a whole bunch of geeky <laughs> feminists crapping on things. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> we pooped on the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Just scary. Telling you like it is. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Beyond that too, there was um. This is my second one, and uh, I really enjoyed. It. I brought my son with me. You met him, and yep, um. Yep, yep. I just wanted him to experience something that was more fan oriented as opposed to the ones that we you know I've, I've started taking him to cons last right. year, and then we do you know. You know, Comic Con, those are commercial. You, you just literally have to spend. That's what the people want, yeah. And you, you know, know, see your fans. Red Bull is a bad. But he yeah. enjoyed. You know, you know, for him, it was in his speed quite much. But again, I enjoyed the fan community. Like my second time going to this, I realized it was really about the fans and the fandom of everything. Yes. Some of the panels well, were very. Out, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, not to cut you off, but also want to point out, you said that you brought your son. Yeah, Reja is one of the uh, one of the conventions that really pushes that it's open family. to all ages and family. Right. And actually, um, for those that don't know, mine was a kid in tow. So basically, kids are free as long as they don't go anywhere yeah. outside of you. Outside sometimes of your it's important to realize, like you know, sometimes you're not the number one fan. You're not the key exactly. demographic. It's a fan. You know I mean, like oh, it's a family. Was, you know, and, one and, and I think I, sometimes I, you can sit on the outside. Out, of I just wanted to point out what she said. Like she was really accurate about the panel just being like about almost anything that is fan oriented. Yeah. Like I went to one that was very interesting. Um, met Jam there, and um, it was about uh, harassment at cons or mm-hmm. just the whole situation. Yeah. And you know, it went from they addressed 
I came in halfway through, but James was telling me they address various aspects of just harassment, like racial, um, sexual, um, even handicap, dis yeah. disabled people being harassed at, at cons, and just the process they're taking to address the situations. And the you stuff know, you don't even understand training. at the time, then you're like, well, yeah. probably that exists, absolutely. Yeah. You know? This con is incredibly diverse. Um, yeah. Like, I, one of my favorite cosplays that I saw all weekend is I was sitting in the game room playing a group game with a bunch of children 10 years younger than me, which was strange, but my they favorite cosplay was this maybe like nine, 10 year old kid who was, he was, he was a gender bent black Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Nice. His was the best Harley Quinn costume I nice. saw. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. He Great had song. like, he even had the gold cuffs. The He was perfect. <laughs> he was the best Harley Quinn right. besides baby Harley Bean, who's probably listening. So I'm gonna, you know. No, kowtow. I love so, but he was rocking it, yeah, yeah. yeah so, and right on. There's like a lot of people who uh, are mobility handicapped, yeah. and they actually make it so that if you if you're in the masquerade, the costume contest, yeah. there's ramps backstage if you're an event performer who's mobility it's disabled. Up in their game for sure. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly diverse, and it's about it's not about the person sitting at the table that you're paying twenty dollars to take a selfie with. Mm. Yeah, it's about you. You're and right. just you know, just to reiterate too, it, it's it's super like. It's it's super family oriented. Like there's these panels that are like serious. Like I told you, the harassment ones. Yeah. Then there's the one that I enjoyed the most. Uh, the most the uh, 2016 TV show year in review. They just yeah. address some of the best TV shows that were out. Why? Right. Um, and the discussion ended up being, you know, it, it was just a great discussion about how who's producing better quality material. Right. Do you services. think it was going to go there? Did you think that you know, that's where the conversation was leading? Yeah. You know, it, I thought it was just going to be, you know, some four or five people who just pontificate about how right. you know smart they are and how critical. Yeah. They are yeah, about yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, hell, oh, look what open. I made. You know, exactly. how when I was yeah. watching Nova, but it was, it, it was really good because it was But then you got Donald Glover talking about like Atlanta or something. You know what I mean? Holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, if you haven't seen Atlanta, watch Atlanta. It's the greatest show on like, excuse me, excuse me, Rick and Morty. Thank you. Okay. And you might not but be wrong. But. <laughs> you, never, but, um, you might not be wrong. Just on top of that, like there's those serious panels and there's panels for everything, GOT, famous stuff. But then uh -huh. they also have the stuff for the kids, like you know, like, like an entire day. Uh, like uh, my son wanted to do the Mario Kart Wii U tournament. Of course he did. And it was, yeah. I mean, obviously. But that was the family dope, right? lightsaber battle. Oh my God, I missed that shit. lightsaber combat training. So you're saying oh, there's that, there's things that, that you could so bond awesome. with your my kid there's it. things you could bond with your children over yeah. basically yeah. they would like, teach your kid how my to beat kid the was crap there, out of you. We met Pat and then <laughs> Pat apparently got my kid into scimitars and I didn't get him into what'd scimitars. What'd you do? Okay. What'd you do? Pat no, comes no, in nothing. I come in with this plastic my scimitar. Cost, hey, my costume was bad. First of all, Paul, you were saying my brother. I paid money for that sucker. All right, I came in in my costume. I had a I had a I had a gun harness on. I had my I had my my knit night helmet. You all seen. That before, chain mail that. tie, which yeah. is pretty cool, and my chain mail necktie. Correct, pretty cool. You know, I was an off night. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, you, you did look pretty slick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I actually got an award for one of my costumes. No one gets the pun. What's up? I got an award for one of my costumes. Okay, fine. Go That's ahead. never happened to me before. Oh, yeah, I didn't enter anything because I. I never. I'm, a, I'm an event performer, yeah. and my first year, I was there for press. I was there for Geek Beat Radio, so I don't. Those suckers. <laughs> Those suck. Yeah. I know. Right now. Yeah. I don't have time no, to the enter show, the masquerade or anything. I was supposed to cover the masquerade, which I watched from a hotel room with a beer in my hand. <laughs> but I was in the pool, which is my favorite part of Arisia. They actually do. There's a panel in the pool. There's a sea shanty sing-along that I yeah. accidentally That's ended awesome. up at. You can play Super Duper Party Pooper in the pool. Yeah, you may not want to. Gapey Radio. <laughs> Please do them. I love that pool. Well, my favorite part is the pool because uh, I know Pat knows, but you guys not, might not know this. Is I'm a mermaid. Hmm. I'm a mer dork. I've seen it. Mer -dork. So I was I was mermaiding in the pool in a, in a costume that's like sort of made and sort of bought. Trying to picture. I'm and sorry. someone was like, "Are you you're cosplaying in the pool? You're it's waterproof. Coming. That's not gonna fall apart." Yep. It's, and I got a ribbon. The image is happening. I'm gonna go ahead and give you kudos. Right All right. Yeah. No, it's there right now. All right. Well, also um, uh, we're talking about a lot of good stuff. There were a lot of problems at this year's Ariza too that uh, like people have been addressing, and I think. Uh, one thing that people are really starting to call attention to is the region's been going on for a long time. There's a lot of regulars that have gotten used to a, oper it operating a certain way, and they've been making changes over the last few years. A lot of a lot of conventions have, but in the yeah, and a lot in in the in the cases of like New York Comic Con, you know, a lot of the uh, the outside They're ones, um, Connecticut, Katsukon, all those, they they were bought out by different companies, and the management changed. In Arisia, I think it's just more of a generational shift. 
So you start getting people that do things different ways because it's not the same folks that were doing it 20 years ago. And that's caused a lot of turmoil. A lot of the uh, complaints that I've been hearing right now, most recently, is, uh, is it the watchdogs, the watchers, the watch? The watch. Just the watch? It's like the night's watch, but without the night, it's just the watch. The watch. Okay, these are the security volunteers who basically make sure um, no one pulls any fast ones and shenanigans and hijinks uh, that aren't on the up and up at the convention. And there was a lot of people that felt they were being harassed by them more than necessary. Uh, they were being called out and taken from places. And a lot of stories were legit. I'm not saying that it was all like, oh, there are people overreacting and stuff. Um, there was a, a little bit of that. Um, I remember one very passionate tirade uh, by a guy who um, was complaining because uh, his costume, which did seem harmless, uh, they asked him to rein it in because it did take up a certain amount of room, like personal space, wherever he went. And they asked him if he could um, either take it down a bit or just see that you know, that goes against what that's about though like I, it does but i, end, of, I, I mean understand, i like, you have the to, argument. to a point well to there, there point, are right? people that do like beautiful work like i remember i remember girls who had did uh, costumes where they had like pneumatic wings yeah, yeah. and the wingspan was about 15 feet yeah. but they also had it built so that they could compress that down yeah, so yeah, you yeah, fold yeah. the wings in and they can walk around so when it's time to take pictures and stuff bam you hit those switches to pull those cords and the wings spread out yeah this was a guy whose costume couldn't compress itself it wasn't that huge yeah. i gotta look so at basically it basically being an inconsiderate douchebag it, no 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 well, no not even but 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 basically <laughs> people were people reacting that were reacting that way so it's like a lot of flared tempers and i'm just like this uh both sides of the uh, of of this of the situation seems to be uh generational yeah it's the yeah. older folks who are there and used to uh, well, a, a lot more freedom in uh in what you can actually do it's and, hard to uh, be middle ground nowadays you know what i mean you're either but, over the line yeah. or you're, it is and it's, an, it's, think, it's unfortunate think, because that's, that's isn't it's, it about it's, it's uh, growing though and i think it's you know it's, oh, yeah. i think they had like five percent more visitors this year than they did yeah, the previous right. year so, so it's yeah. always gonna and eventually they're gonna you know, I'll grow the West End. Well, what I've seen yeah, there you know, is one of my reasons for, like I said, this is my first Eresia. I've been invited before yeah. by people, not by the place. Um, but one of my main hindrances was, you know, conventions are, uh, I, I, I go to things because I'm a fan. I just like the environment. Yeah. And it's, it's a sense of camaraderie. I'm there with people that I could be friends with if I actually knew them from, you know, whatever yeah, walks yeah. of life we came from. And Eresia has been always, always been the one that seemed really pretentious to me because the people I knew that go there are always really into stuff and they take things just a little too seriously. And they've got, this is basically their club to go and hang out with their friends who are on the same wavelength. And I'm like, you know what? I like to enjoy things and anyone who takes anything that deep, that serious, that like hardcore about every aspect of it might be a little out of my wheelhouse. And I'm like, you know, I finally got peer pressure into going and I'm like, you know, maybe it'll be different. And I did see a lot of stuff that really felt welcoming, but I did see a certain amount of that which came out in the uh, approach of not abuse, but the heavy handedness of some of the watch. They yeah. uh, were p pulling people out of the lobby. Um, we got a few looks when I actually got a tarot reading, which was freaking cool. We got, but we did it in the lobby and I got a couple of cats. Uh, there were a couple of cats who came up and, you know, kind of hung around a bit. They were watching and you could tell they wanted to say something. To you? What was your yeah. tarot card? What were you doing? Too many dreadlocks or something? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're too black for this lobby. Well, you look too black. <laughs> Our very own Amy Macabre told the, uh, uh, was approached about holding a quote unquote unofficial panel. Oh, they were yeah, like drinking and telling like Norse mythology stories in a bar, which is. I don't know That's if you know this something bar. they know a lot yeah. about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I guess they bullshit. were getting too much attention, which is like... You're getting too like, much attention, people like you too much, so we uh, we well, got an issue with that. I gotta say, That's I know it. that one of the reasons... I know some of the watch, and I know that... Th at least the ones I know, I hope, are cool. Mm -hmm. um, I know some of them, and I got to talk to them about the increased presence this year was a big part of Aresia, for those of us who don't have kids, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, no uh, is the parties. Especially yeah. if you if you're staying in the hotel, like Barfleet has a huge presence there. Really, yeah. um, and they're welcoming to people the, who are not Trekkies. That's a Star well. Trek themed bar night that they throw on. Uh, and they do they do pub crawl. Really? It's not just at Aresia. Barfleet goes from like convention to convention. It's a supposed to be like the the dork party that doesn't stop. Yeah. And there's a lot of registered <laughs> parties that are really Trekkie, cool. I think. Oh shit! And there's a lot of parties that are unregistered that are kind of like. Steven Universe raves or like <laughs> theme. I actually I've been to some really cool ones where they've set up like the inside of the TARDIS in a hotel room and served like sonic screwdrivers and stuff like that. But there there stuff are a lot of people who uh, when you go down to a panel at seven or eight in the morning and there's a guy still sleeping in the elevator, 
Yeah. <laughs> or trying to just, <laughs> people, a good time. people go pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these people do, uh, they Pat. get kind of clicky and they go to see their friends and this is an environment where they can wear those costumes and know that there was people who take it seriously. So they really let loose. Yeah. But they don't, they don't really do this any other time except for well it's hard to let con, loose so. and then like pull it back at the same time yeah. just to be clear this is like, like a fan, there's, there's just, no just to be like super clear about it it's a fantasy console this is more yeah. uh, like I don't know medieval oriented stuff dragons as opposed to like I, I didn't see too many Trekkies I didn't see too many um, there were so many Jedi and yeah the a, Jedi stuff so Star Wars is huge yeah, this year as a Sith Lord I'm incredibly offended <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say uh, Rebel Scum <laughs> alright well awesome. what it comes down to is I enjoyed the panels my favorite yeah. part of the, show, of the show was the art show that I went to I saw some badass stuff I got a bunch nice. of cards um, saw some cool panels there was a room where people were, were contra dancing in cosplay Nice. So that was, was kind of wild. Um, uh, friend no of mine was doing way. a uh, sword fighting demonstration. You could actually have actual, like, you know, sword fighting lessons right after the panel. So things like that happen. Um, uh, just your final impressions, Valerija. Yeah, listen, man. If you're into fantasy stuff, Lord of the Rings, etc., type of situations, uh, pretty much anything that you can create a fandom based on, and go go and enjoy yourself and bring your kids. You know, it's it's a family situation and i don't think you should be you know like 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 black adam was saying we're like don't be a douchebag about your fandom just share the love and bring your kids and enjoy the environment man That's it's three it, man. days and you don't have to pay for your kids to get in which is even better man it's like a, one adult or you bring your wife two adult tickets and then you bring your kids in tow just make sure they don't go around disappearing on you and you're good you know what i mean i give it a two I mean, you set up. the example early too you know what i mean this is what fandom is own it yeah. you know yeah. what i mean enjoy it you know what I mean? I'd say if you're a geek about anything, it's a, it's a pretty cool place to be. They have they have something for yes. literally everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's you, a reason you're bringing you're them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who like you? I have I have a good friend who goes and they have serious ADHD. They yeah. cannot sit still for a panel, and they go for the techno contra dancing and the geeky belly dance show yeah. and. The game rooms, because there's two 24 hour yeah. or game one 24 hour game room. Well, it's either you own it or you don't, you know what I mean? 12 hour game room or something. It's like so. you present it to your kids, they either accept it or they don't, you know what I mean? You, you have to you know, acknowledge the fact that your kids are going to like take it in or they're going to reject it, you know oh, what I mean? That's, that's all you could do as a parent, too, I think, at some point. And, uh, and if you're really going to put yourself on the line and present yourself with, like, hey, this is what I'm really geeky about, hope your kids like it, you know what By I mean? By the way, son, that's I am all a you Jedi can, exactly. in real life. So they can either take it or they can throw it back in your face. I'm in this Maquis business. I gotta say, I love the family cosplays. Yes. A dog included. But you know what? If your kid really loves you, he's going to fake it anyway. So, hey, it really is. True, Quick you know shout out I mean? to the lady who had the uh, all white German huge dog. It was like a German Shepherd mixed with something that was huge, but it had the uh, it, it had the bear armor from the Golden Compass movie. Oh, oh no, that, so that dog yeah. had more cosplays than I had wow. with me. That's awesome. It was also I think like the horse from Tangled, nice with the, with the little like iguana <laughs> pet on the saddle, and we were talking to her, uh, my partner and I, and she's like, yeah, next year we might go Appa. From Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> nice. And he's also oh, gonna go as ass. that dude from Tango and Cash. That was. <laughs> I was like, really, Kurt Russell's character? Yeah. You're gonna fatten that dog way up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so good. On, on Aresia. I actually, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I had a decent time when I was with people. When I was kind of roaming by myself, I noticed a lot of the things that I was kind of. You know, stiff arming, uh, but the reason I was stiff arming the convention in the first place. So it's just like, I think it's more about camaraderie. You know, if you go with friends, you'll have a decent time. Yeah. I don't know if I'll go again, but I can definitely see the merits and I can definitely recommend it if anyone was hardcore into it. Yeah. You might find something you love. Go with a couple of friends, you know, maybe just buy a day pass to try it out for yourself. And I think you'll have a decent don't time. Don't go with Pat, though. He'll have your kid buying And the hell with Pat, bro. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's put that to rest right now. Okay. I mentioned what my costume was. And with that, I had my practice scimitar. It's a proper scimitar. This thing actual proportion and it's dope all right he, he he grabbed this thing from me he's like yo it's a machete's badass man like uh, uh you know what i think i have enough money to buy this from you how much you want for it like what yeah he did no, offer to, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, in retrospect he did offer to buy it off you yeah what kind of mess is that although he did offer me off, off me about 200 bucks for a 30 dollar sword so maybe i should have taken him up on it i'm, I'm like nah your pops will have my ass on a sling let me not do that yeah, yeah when I it's time for him to buy his car like, with yeah. me but you didn't even come to my show at arisha so. hey i saw you for 14 seconds you were like hey pat good to see you. i got places to be peace my yo. Yeah. I was in a show with Amy, and then I did makeup for 
three other shows. All right. Well, next time we'll make it happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. This has been The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to remind you also that Terracon is coming up next month uh, on the weekend of February 24th or 25th, I believe. And we will be in attendance. Check out uh, Terracon and look for Geek Down with our own booth. We'll have... Well, actually, surprises, man, because I haven't gotten the damn thing fully set up yet. But I'm looking to do some uh, reviews. I'm looking to do some on-floor commentary. And also, we're working yeah. with the uh, BitFest guys who... Uh, just yeah, that might be dope. Spoiler. Yeah, we're talking about doing new shows on the Twitch channel. If you're watching on Twitch, it was twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. And you got to see all our pretty faces, give us all, give you all this good stuff. Well, you can see us in person at Terracon. That's the weekend of February 25th. Come check us out. Uh, that is in Providence, Rhode Island at the... Uh, yep, at the center right there in yeah, I mean, uh, Rhode <laughs> Island Convention Center. Thank you, the Rhode Island Convention <laughs> Center. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, oh, all right, and rest in peace to Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Um, I want to thank my homeboy Black Adam Willis, my man. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. want to thank Dirty D. Anytime, he's blacker than me, damn it. <laughs> want to thank Jess Scary. Thank, thank you. Oh, you're welcome back. Your anytime. tattoo's Hopefully awesome, by the way. Is that from Lord of the Rings? It is from Lord of the nice. Rings. Good eye, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to thank just Johnny. You. Right, you want to show the camera? Oh. Hey. Not, not you. Please. Oh, wait, we're not. <laughs> Slow down. Okay, hey, well, Herbo. well, Herbie Herb, we'll say goodbye to you next time, Herbie my man. Herb. Woo. All right. Woo. And remind <laughs> you all, what, what? join us next Monday night, 9 p.m. on WEMFradio.com. Hit us up on social networking, uh, on a social network. Jeez, uh, <laughs> really? Okay, if you heard anything you want to chime in on, email us at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Check us out on SoundCloud, Geek Dash Down. Check us out on YouTube, Geek Dash Down. Hit us, uh, search for us on iTunes. We're the first one to pop up. Search Geek Down. And until next week, you all be excellent to each other. Peace. 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 You're the elusive man. 